be poking up. Oh, it's there the snake. <laughs> David Sorry. the snake has decided he wants to join the, the conversation about Medusa. He is uniquely qualified for this episode. <laughs> and the snake is very uh, cute. I love him. He's cute. He's good. Mortals, monsters, and myth lovers alike, you're listening to Podcast of Poseidon, where we explore ancient myths and their modern retellings, reading Rick Riordan's Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This is Chapter 8, Medusa. I'm your co-host, on loan from the hundreds of Artemis, Darian Smart. Joining me is my co-host and brother, hailing from Cabin 11, DJ. For those of you who don't know, Cabin 11 is Hermes. Now he is the god of travelers and thieves, and probably a lot more. I know his rod of Asclepius is, I think that's how you pronounce it. I probably butchered the fuck out of that. Well, it's not the Hermes episode, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Mm -hmm. But that's used as like the symbol for hospitals, you know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, he's kind of cool. He's pretty chill. I I mean, he's chill enough, you know? But uh, we get by. Visits me now and again. Comes over on Sundays for egg salad. Egg salad, yeah. yeah. Okay, before we get too far into the episode, DJ, we have a very important person to thank. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have to thank our new patron. Woo, first one. First patron. Let's go. Kelsey Couch. She is a camp counselor patron, which means she gets access to all of the episode notes. She yes. gets access to blooper reels. Yep. She gets access to bonus episodes, which Absolutely. means every off week she gets to hear us, our voices again in a special episode only for our patrons. Absolutely. Over at Secret Cabin. And Darren, how much is how much does it cost to be a camp counselor every month? Five dollars. Only $5, five bucks a month for all of that content. So Kelsey, thank you, thank you so much for your generosity in in supporting our podcast. It's amazing. It absolutely mind boggling. Awesome. I mean, let's go. Awesome. And if anybody out there wants to join Kelsey in getting more content from us every month, which wow. Cool. Incredible. You can join us at patreon.com slash podcast of Poseidon. That is Poseidon, P-O-S-E-I-D-O-N. Yeah, don't forget that it's E-I. I messed that up on our Twitch channel. You did. <laughs> yep. You can't fix it. I can hey, I can fix it here in probably a couple of days. When I get my computer back, I'll check. Cool. Yeah, we also have a Twitch. Uh, I also uh, actually was planning on thanking Kelsey because... She also left a really, really nice comment on our Instagram. That's great. She did. On our one of our most recent uploads, she commented her uh, Instagram is at echo underscore artwork, which she posts some really great stuff. Oh, Y'all should follow it. her. I believe She's it. She posts like stunning art, stunning, what is it called when you sew things? Um, Cross stitches. Cross stitch. Yeah, embroidery. Yeah, and we got one of those from her friend. It's hanging up on our wall, actually. Yeah. Yeah. She commented saying, I finished binge watching all the episodes yesterday. So lucky me. And as someone who's binge watched a lot of podcasts, <laughs> it was like kind of surreal to find out that somebody had binge watched the podcast that we made. Yeah. I've only so, binge watched one podcast and I've enjoyed it a lot. And so it's really cool to think that I, that we managed to do that for someone else. Yeah. So thank you again, Kelsey. We appreciate you so much. And Let's well, talk on. about Medusa. Let's, get, let's talk about Medusa. So, DJ, tell me what you know about Medusa. I know that she has got a snake for hairs. Mm-hmm. Mm, snakes. And as the story goes, and well, I mean, she's what could also be called a lamia, you know, with the snake body, female torso. Okay. 
Yeah. I, that's what they're called, all right? Hey, no, no. listen. Okay, but- I mean, but I know it's called a Gorgon. Okay, she's a Gorgon. I was not prepared for Lamia. I mean, no one they are, Lamia? but I wasn't prepared for Lamia. I don't have that in my notes. Yeah, that, I mean, that's super fair. Not that, not that I've been listening to anything or watching anything that involves them, because I know that they get a little etchy. Why? <laughs> oh, no. Do we have to change up the format of the podcast where I ask you what you know about the creature at the beginning of the show? I'm worried about the energy we brought to the episode. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, like, hey. You have no defense. <laughs> I got no defense here. I got no. I got no defense. But I know Medusa also has the ability to turn people to stone. Yes. Whether that be just looking at her, looking at her face, looking into her eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a yes. lot of different variations of this story, mm-hmm. which we will dive into. We will, and that's what's interesting about Medusa is that she's got a lot of variations in general. Yes, lots. Lots of stuff going on with Medusa when she gets pulled into modern uh, media, and that's really exciting. But first, as always, let's talk a little bit about where this story came from, what the Greeks were talking about. Woo! And in ancient Greek mythology, Medusa is just most famous for being slain by Perseus, which is kind of a sucky claim to fame. A little bit. Like, really basic. Which is, like, it's also super weird that, like, that's what she's most famous for, but then she's also, like... Really popular oh, we'll in get, like fucking everything. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to the, that. But it's it's also additionally sucky when you realize that the only reason Perseus went to kill Medusa is because he was too broke to get a wedding gift. Yep. Yeah, that's a story for another time. But essentially, Perseus had to go to an engagement party, didn't have a gift, and decided, hey. you know what? This guy really hates the Gorgons. I'm gonna go kill. I'm kill gonna the give him the head of the Gorgon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Medusa is one of the Gorgons who, in Edith Hamilton's mythology, are described as, quote, And there are three, the Gorgons, each with wings and snaky hair, most horrible to mortals, whom no man shall behold and draw again the breath of life. Yep. And the the wings always get lost. Always get lost. Always Don't get lost. Wings, Don't, yeah. I haven't, there's only one instance that I have seen of flying Medusa, and I don't even consider it much of a Medusa, but it's the flying Medusa head. In Hades. Character's oh. name is Dusa. She's the housemaid. Just a little flying For House of head. Hades. Oh, okay. Just just a little flying head, and she's like, one of her snakes got a little duster wrapped around it. Well, we visited Hades really early in this episode. Yes. Uh, now I want to talk about the Haunted Mansion. So I guess we're, <laughs> no, because in Disney's The Haunted Mansion ride, one of the changing portraits is of Medusa, which yeah. implies that she's one of the 99 happy haunts residing in the mansion. And, and could she be a maid? Sure. I mean, yeah. Why not? But Medusa. But Medusa. So circling back to the ancient Greek stories, basically Medusa, as stated, was one of three Gorgons. Her sisters, Stino and Uriel, were mortal, but Medusa, for some reason, wasn't. Which means Perseus, in deciding to go kill a Gorgon, did decide he was going to just do the easiest task, which kind of makes this the Visa gift card of wedding presents. Oh, yeah. Makes it very... Little, little too easy. But I mean, it's still no a nice gesture. All right, I, I would appreciate a Visa gift card for my birthday. <laughs> All right, hint, hint. So basically, again, it's not Perseus's episode, so we'll just do a quick spark notes of it. With Hermes and Athena backing him, Perseus tracks down the Gorgon's lair and attacks them while they're sleeping. He uses his shield to block his view so he can't look at them. And Athena guides his blind sword swing to sever Medusa's head from her shoulders. And then Perseus just tosses the head in his little fanny pack and dips. Yep. Which like doesn't sound super heroic. 
No, I mean, like, hey, man, you're killing effort. a monster. It's still killing a monster. It's the Visa gift part of killing monsters. Every, every single hero had help from gods. Yes. So, I mean, it just is a thing. No, yes, it was very fair. easy, but there's a lot of things that were very easy for a lot of heroes and a lot of things that weren't. Okay, it's just it's like it's weird because like oh like killing Medusa is like one of Perseus's big things, but it's like I don't know, kind of basic. A little bit. Like some Perseus stories where he like uses her reflection to get her and like the shield, but that's just like oh he could just close his eyes. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm way more impressed with our Perseus to be honest. Um, oh yeah, I think Perseus is like way better than Perseus. He's 100. percent uh, and just as an aside, this has nothing to do with this episode, but I thought it was interesting. Pegasus sprang up from the blood of Medusa's severed head. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, it was. Mythology's weird. Yeah, it is. So. Who knows? It's just a mythology, you know? Mythology, I mean, like, yeah. a lot of the times you can explain something away by saying magic. Magic, yep. Yeah. It's almost as if a bunch of different people were telling these stories at different times. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to our next point about Medusa. The fact that that myth has something missing. An origin story. Literally. One of the most important things about fucking anything. Yeah. Is an origin story. Yep. It, it was around 8 AD that the Roman poet Ovid gave Medusa a proper backstory in his Metamorphosis. Which, like, again, highlights the fact that there's no true story to any of these myths and humans have literally been making this up the whole time. Exactly. So speaking of humans making things up, DJ, what do we know about Medusa from the Percy Jackson books? In it, we know Athena turned Medusa into the monster Mm -hmm. because Poseidon. Because Poseidon. Because Poseidon. And all it, I mean, I like Poseidon. Didn't Medusa in the books say that? Because I actually don't remember. I haven't listened to it in a while. Medusa says that she, because I I think it's Annabeth who points out that like they were. A thing. They were caught in Athena's temple. Yes. And Athena got pissed. Yeah. So she cursed Medusa. Yes. So Ovid's where we get that story from. He's the one who told the story of a beautiful goddess. Or not a beautiful goddess. A beautiful girl. A beautiful maiden cursed by an vengeful goddess. But there are some details in Metamorphosis that didn't make the cut for the lightning fade. Yeah. Specifically, that that uh, attention from Poseidon was largely unwanted. Uh, Medusa was not interested in Poseidon, but gods are relentless. And so she fled into Athena's temple for sanctuary, but Poseidon is a Greek god and they don't fucking care. True. So he just kind of went in there and raped her. Yep. And so in I mean, gods do that. It happens. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. That's why we end every episode by reminding people to not be like Zeus. Don't be like don't Zeus. Don't be like Zeus. Uh, but we're not there yet. Nope. It's not the end of the so, episode. Don't don't click off, please. Yeah. <laughs> we're still here. So Athena was pissed at Medusa for desecrating her temple because it was obviously her fault. Well, you can't so take she, it out on any gods. Okay. Well, still. So she curses Medusa and her sisters and turns them into monsters. And it was Medusa who got the bonus punishment. Like she alone is the Gorgon who if you look upon her, you will turn to stone. Yep. Because, you know, for attracting Poseidon with her beauty, any man who looks upon her face will die. So, like, this is a Medusa episode, but I want to point out that this is, like, the second episode in a row where Athena makes some pretty shitty judgment calls. 
And um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, mortal women rarely make it out well in Greek mythology, but it's yeah, usually yeah. the Greek that's goddesses pretty, that dole out rough. the worst punishments. Yeah. Athena's kind of a vengeful bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in these stories we saw with, like, with the Furies, Arachne, we yeah. talked about that, Atalanta. It's rough. Yeah, it is pretty rough. It's not... Uh, well, uh, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. So mm-hmm. that's our Medusa myth. Yeah, that's, that's the origin that's, story that's of Medusa. The, that's one of the primary and... Medusa myths. But as we've already talked about, she gets a lot of... Attention. Attention. It's a lot a of attention. A ton of attention. And of... it's all different. Mm-hmm. There, and I would say, like, from so from the... Just based on the mythical characters that we have covered so far, I would say Medusa is the one that gets the most... Oh, yeah. Variety of, of, character. Of, of character, like, changes and, like, reskins and stuff when she's pulled in story. Yeah. In, into the way that she feels more of a... Like, a character... In her own, excuse me, more of a character in her own rights than other other, other yeah, beings I mean, that we've discussed so far. I I don't understand. I mean, like, I, I get it. She's a monster that turns people to stone. That's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But why her over someone like the Minotaur or know, just other things? And yeah, the Minotaur also gets a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. But but not Medusa, nearly like, as like most yeah, character development. Yeah, Medusa was in pretty much one story up until Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because I mean, we're basing it off of what came after Metamorphosis, yeah. right? But it, here's what's interesting. So the, so the Greeks were also kind of doing this, where the Gorgons were changing and stuff. So in around 570 BC, depictions of the Gorgons were really monstrous. Like, here's a terracotta stand. shows, like, the face of a Gorgon. It looks kind of like a lion. It's got hair and tusks and, like, a vicious snarl and big yeah. ears. Like, it, it's clearly a beast. But, like, smash cut to, like, 100 years later, and, like, here's a terracotta jar showing Perseus killing Medusa, and she just looked like a sleeping lady with, like, snaky hair. Yeah, like and they, wings. Yeah, at, at some point in time, they were clearly changing the style of Medusa from They're this. Always, so that's been something we've done. Everything's always been changing, though. Yeah, that's, that's something that, like, storytellers have been doing with Medusa for a really long time. Yeah. And I think it was because of the... What we just discussed, like, how... There are facets to Medusa that you maybe that will resonate with certain people. Like the fact that she in the story is a, and like Metamorphosis is a rape victim yeah. who is shamed and punished for something someone else did to her. Or in some things where it's like when Perseus just goes to kill her, even before Metamorphosis, and just like kills her in her sleep, but it's just like the Gorgons are just like that. Yeah, And there's not a lot of evidence that they've done, like, oh, Anything they're terrible bad. monsters that are, like, it's not like the Hydra where it shows up to, to eat Andromeda yeah. later on. is something that, that has been happening a lot. Like, they're just kind of about. So there are different ways to, to pull that, like, well, here, I have in my notes, DJ gets to talk about Smite and Hades. We've already talked about Hades, so tell yeah. us, like, is Medusa in Smite? And Medusa, what's Medusa's in Smite, and she's a hunter. She okay. is a lot of fun. Her kit's pretty sick. One of her abilities, her main wave clear ability, she spits out venomous acid. And the mm-hmm. first target that it hits, it then fans out oh. and hits the rest like just in a nice fan. And it's pretty sick. Her next ability, one of them, is she exchanges her arrows for snakes. Oh. And then it does minor dot damage. Dot damage? Damage over time. Thank you. Yep. And so it just, it does that. And I've gotten a ton of fun kills with that. <laughs> And then she's got a dash that stuns when it hits. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's a very nice dash. It's annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. And then obviously her ultimate, turning people to stone. Obviously. If they're facing her. But if they're not, then they just get slowed and take heavy damage. Oh, okay. And if they're facing her, they turn to stone. Like mm-hmm. their texture changes. And they take a lot more damage. Mm-hmm. And then if you kill them with a stone, their statue just stays there until they're hit four times and then it crumbles. Oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty sick. That's awesome. And her, uh, I really like her passive is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's called Sidewinder for her snake body. Mm-hmm. And her penalty for moving side to side, like different directions, is gone. Mm-hmm. Like when you're moving forward, you're at 100% speed. Moving side, you're at, say, 75% speed. And moving back, you're at 50% speed. Okay. The side to side, that penalty is gone. And moving back is halved. Oh. Yeah. So it's really nice. And so you have that mobility and motion. Mm-hmm. And so it's just pretty sick to keep up with the uh, people. If I remember correctly, her lore entry was also kind of fun. All monsters are hideous and fearful, but some worse than others. There is only one who is made of slithering serpents, only one whose skin of scales, and only one whose very gaze can turn man, beast, or god to stone. Medusa the Gorgon. Stories claim she was beautiful once, a priestess of Athena, loyal and devout in action, but Poseidon was determined to make her his own. This was the fairness of her features. The golden of her hair that attracted the sea god. Medusa, a mortal maiden, could not refuse. When Athena learned of Medusa's betrayal, she punished the priestess. Those fair features were hideously wrought. Those golden locks were twisted into hissing vipers. Anyone that met her gaze was petrified. A statue for all eternity. Medusa fled, frightened, ashamed, and furious. For years, she hid from the world, nursing a festering hatred for all things, craving beauty, but having none, seeing none, until she became the monster she appeared to be. She slithers now to the field of battle. Those wretched features conceal behind a cruel mask of porcelain perfection, eyes burning from within. All that she perceives, all that is wonderful in this world, she seeks to destroy. Perhaps then she will be the fairest monster of them all. Which, I mean, as you can see from her picture, she's got a porcelain mask yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, she's also got like the snake body, which is something that's like not... It's like how you say, like, oh, it's the, the Lamia yeah. blend, which is not something that was, like, It's not normal, to. and I'm trying to see if we can find a picture of her under her mask, because it's pretty fucking cool, actually. Because when she uses her ult, she actually pulls off you her have, mask. Yeah, yeah. You oh, shit. See. Yeah. She's very snaky. Yes. Yeah, she's a lot more monstrous in this. Yeah, you can see it there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super fucking cool that they, like, even modeled that, and it's a very... Just a good thing. And my favorite skin to use for her is this cosmic skin that she's got. Let me pull it up. She'll remove the mask and it's literally just a void. Oh, shit. That's actually very cool. And then like when people are in stone, they're just like a starry void. That's actually until really you, cool. Yeah. It is it is a lot of fun and it's just sick as fuck. I love it so much. Nice. And so, yeah, that's that's a different version. Because some of the, the versions retellings will definitely hear were like Medusa when her relationship with Poseidon was consensual and it was like a punishment from Athena. Because she broke her oath Yeah, because she of broke maidenhood. her oath. Yeah, for, for being like a priestess in the temple, she betrayed her. Yeah. And that's really interesting. Yeah, there are a lot of different wanted. ways to, to read these myths. Oh, yeah, they also had this gummy skin. <laughs> like gummy worms? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's super cute. And you can see there it is in game. There's a lot of really cool is like those like candy style skins. I really like that shit. So that's Medusa and Smite. So that's Medusa and Smite, yeah. She also shows up in Underworld as like a side mission. Mm-hmm. Or not Underworld. 
Odyssey. Odyssey. I was like, what's Underworld? Yeah, I meant, I meant Odyssey. Okay. Assassin's <laughs> Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> and her quest is a lot of fun. You obviously hunt her down and kill her. Okay. And there's a lot. There's a... Uh, it starts off and you save a priestess from being stoned because a hunter of Artemis has gone missing. And so then you talk to the priestess, find out, oh, they're secret lovers. Aww. And they have a good time. Like They meet in secret at the dusk of night. And the night that the hunter of Artemis went missing, mm-hmm. the priestess was looking for the perfect flower to give to her perfect flower. Aww. And it was really cute. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then like when you finally get there... And then, like, she's been like kidnapped by Medusa. Well, that I mean, yes, that is the assumption. Okay. And then when you finally you find where Medusa's lair, but it's locked by a key. Okay. And you got to go find the key, and the key. Oh, right, well. I know, right? <laughs> Video game questing bullshit. Video right? game questing bullshit. But this is like for me, it was actually a pretty good time because the key was in the camp of the hunters of Artemis because okay. it's supposed to be protected by them, right? Shit. Okay. By Medusa, that the lair Medusa is supposed to be like guarded by the hunters. Okay. Understandable. And for me, like normal circumstances, you would have to go through the camp like you would like a military building and like sneak around and have. But I was already the leaders of the Hunters of Artemis at this time. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. It is. Right. It's really cool. Okay. There's a side quest where you go hunting all like the big mythical creatures like okay. the Nemean lion and the boar and yeah, the, yeah. all of that shit. And then, like, at the end, you, like, go through some heart sh- heartbreaking shit and become the leader, <laughs> you know? <Okay. laughs> it's, it's great. Um, but I was already the leader, so I didn't have to worry about sneaking around that camp. Uh-huh. I just walked in. and was like, hey, I'm going to grab this key real quick so I can find one of your people. And they're like, yep, yeah, go ahead. And you wow, stay step aside. So it's super it. convenient. I love it when games do that. Okay. I know. I didn't, I didn't expect that because on the map, they're, like, all the hunters were red dots. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to sneak around for this shit. But no. Mm-hmm. I just, like, nice. I, I just got spotted i'm like wait why aren't you attacking me right i'm the leader <laughs> <laughs> okay cool, cool so you got the key you went to go fight medusa key. and go fight medusa and we and like i mean the whole time we're realizing medusa like all these monsters because there's like three other monsters before this one that you mm-hmm. have to well before you can do them in whatever order mm-hmm. and when you defeat them like the minotaur the sphinx mm-hmm. the, the what was the third one? Oh, i think it was like polyphemus 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 i okay. think he was one of them Cyclops? Okay. Yeah, and so when you kill them, they, they're they but like you get an artifact from them for Polythemus. It was his eye. Obviously. The Minotaur was his horn. Yep. The Sphinx was... A riddle, obviously. I, it was like four different riddles. riddles. I fucking hated that shit. Uh, but no, you got... I don't remember what you got for the Sphinx. I think it was just a sigil okay. that you got from it. Um, and for Medusa, it was her head. Yeah. And then, but every time you defeated one of them... Their bodies would glow and just like become like a shriveled, normal human corpse. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so, wait. obviously, yeah. the priestess, once you open the door, runs ahead of you. Uh-huh. And then Medusa gets a hold of her and turns her to stone. Oh, shit. Wonderful, right? Okay. You yeah. go ahead. Medusa fight is stupid, hated it. Tele- she was teleporting. That's how Medusa does. All over the place. The fuck? It was dumb. Okay. I hated it. Uh, but yeah, she was helping all over the place. But once you finally defeat her, it, her body turns out to be the hunter of Artemis. What the fuck? No. Yeah. No. Woo. And Wait. then we get a nice sweet shot. And like when she, she finally became unstoned, all the stone corpses became unstoned, but they were still corpses. Huh. 
And so we got a nice sweet shot of like a nice pan up of like, and like the hunter was a little conscious at the time. was like, oh shit, I did that. And then Mm -hmm. she died, right? And like she was reaching for the priestess Mm -hmm. and in between them was the rose that the priestess had picked. And we got a nice sweet shot of it panning up and both their dead bodies in the ground. This is, no, this is some barrier gaze bullshit. It was. No, I retract all of my odds. It was fun. No, I'm out on that trip. I had a great time with that one. Okay, I'm done talking about Assassin's Creed. We're done. Moving on. And we can move on to Medusa or as I said at the start of this episode, Dusa from Hades. We're racking Hades down. Yeah, I mean, because I didn't get to talk about her. She's a fun (laughs) character. And like I hijacked it to talk about the Hunt Mansion. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, it's like Dusa is just a floating little Medusa head mm-hmm. going around. She is super shy. Aww. Has a crush on Zagreus. I mean, I've seen the fan art, so I understand. It is adorable. <laughs> and when you're done talking with her, she just flies up. Okay, she's just like a floating head. She's literally yes. Let me pull up a picture for you. She's just, yeah, just a floating head. So cute. Just, just a little floating head, and that's what she looks like in game, you know. And just a bunch of fun little shit. And then like there's Thanatos, who I think has has a thing for Zagreus too. Their dialogue is a lot of fun. Wait, what? Yeah, but yeah, that's what Dusa looks like. She is a lot of fun. Uh, I like her dialogue a lot, and. At uh, the chance that I get, I give her the ambro- – because you get, like, these ambrosia bottles. Mm-hmm. Or I think they're nectars. And you can give them to- as gifts to people. Yes, we've talked about this. Yeah, and Deuce is one of them. And you can build up your relationship with her. And I've been on, like, I think a date. <laughs> it was like a lunch date with them. It was a lot of fun. Oh, she's super cute. Yeah, right? We definitely post pictures. Everything Literally was- just a floating head yeah. of Medusa, and it's adorable. All right. Well, that's that's much better than Assassin's Creed. So I'm glad we saved this one. <laughs> I guess Those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head that have Medusa as kind of a prominent character. Nice. I've got two more that I wanted to talk about that I thought were very interesting, different takes that I think show the, the, the different kind of facets that we see in, in the way Medusa is often used because there's a lot more layers to her. So the mm-hmm. first one is Disney's Hercules, Woo! a classic for the podcast, but not just, not just Disney's Hercules, the 1995 animated masterpiece. I want to talk about Hercules, the animated TV series. Yes, because the Gorgon that we see in the movie is not Medusa. No, it's Steno. This is something mentioned in the Hercules video game mm. in her description. She's described as Hades' girlfriend. Oh, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. That is weird. We're just going to roll past that. Like, Persephone doesn't show up in the Disney's I, Hercules I mean, lore, yeah. really. So, like, we're just going to speed on past Fuck, that. Fuck, it could be before, you know? Could be before. That's a good point. Could very much be before everything. Yeah. I don't actually know the timeline of Greek mythology, so. I mean, I don't really think there is one. I feel like it all exists in the same exact moment. It's really hard (laughs) to tell. But anyway, so in the Hercules TV series, Medusa is a young woman who she's a Gorgon. She's got snake hair. She does turn people to stone, but it's like she was born like this, right? There's no curse. This is just the way she is. And so she's really lonely. She's like a teenage girl. She wants to have friends. And obviously she can't be around people because she kind of curses them. Through a series of happenstances, she ends up meeting teen Hercules briefly for, I guess, for anybody who did not grow up watching this show on on uh, the Disney Channel. It takes place before the Hercules the movie? movie. Yeah, before oh, he goes to be tra- Yeah, okay. So it takes place before he goes to be trained by Phil. And so Hercules is a teenager 
and he's friends with like Icarus, <laughs> the guy who flies over the sun, and like Cassandra. Nice. And so it's a bunch. I, I haven't watched it in a really long time. So they're they're teenagers, basically. It's, yeah. it's wild. So she's so Medusa's like a teen and she wants to be friends. And so she she meets Hercules, obviously instantly has a crush on him. And there is Hercules is a looker. Well, I mean, if you're into that. <laughs> and then Hades shows up, and because throughout the series, Hades is still trying to get rid of Hercules yeah. and failing consistently. Uh, not unlike Yzma in Emperor's New School, if you watch the Emperor's New Groove animated TV series, wow, I'm just this is apparently I mean, look, this episode that was the just Golden Age, a Golden Age of Disney. Golden Age of Disney Channel specifically. We got like Sweet Life, right? Mm-hmm. We had Lilo and Stitch. We had Emperor's New School. We had Kim Possible, Han- Kim Possible Hannah Montana, like fucking all these great shows on Disney Channel and now we got I actually don't know so okay, well Disney Channel now has the Owl House and DuckTales and those are incredible so what is that two out of it's fine. against like we're six, not, we're, seven? Not, we're not gonna be those kind of people who bash on like what children's know, program right? is today we won't do it okay but back to Hercules anyway so Hades rolls up and he offers her a deal where he's like oh I can I'll help you out yeah I'll just make you into a disguise you right so you'll be like a pretty a pretty girl nobody will know but you'll have to kill hercules for me or something i don't think he tells her that part he's just like i'll let you do this but aphrodite also shows up and she offers to give her a pair of magic sunglasses that'll keep people from being able to like will keep her from being able to turn people into stone by accident because it's a total accident she can't control this power yeah but she's still a gorgon she's still got snakes and so medusa goes with hades deal because like yeah, why not? She's like, I don't want people to know I'm a monster. I just want them to like me. Well, she does that, but of course it doesn't work out. And then she accidentally turns Hercules to stone later on when he finds out that she's a Gorgon. If this happens and- before the series, how does Hades know about Hercules? So, you know, it's not super clear. Yeah, because I've been thinking about that. He finds out during the movie no, that Hercules yeah, is still alive yeah, yeah. after Hercules saves Meg. We should, I think, we should save this for a secret cabin episode. Okay, which are available to five dollar patrons and up. But anyway, so ultimately, they Medusa is able to like rescue Hercules because like Hades like back down on their deal, so he has to turn Hercules back from stone, and then she does take Aphrodite up on her deal. To just wear the sunglasses because the whole episode is an allegory about how your true friends will accept you for who you are, even if you have snake hair, but you better have some fucking sunglasses to control that petrification power. I swear to God, you can't come over for D&D if you're going to turn everybody to stone. I mean, like, that's super fair. I Like, that's a, a similar allegory. To like, yeah, I mean, yes, your true friends are going to like you for who you are. But even if you do something that hurts them by accident, it still hurt them. It still hurt them. Yeah. So you you are not necessarily, you can't be responsible for those kind of things. You're out of your control, but you are responsible for managing them as best you can. And so like, that's what Medusa is able to do. And that is very sweet. The, the sunglasses thing shows up, I think a lot in like Medusa things. It does. In Terry Pratchett's Discworld, there's a Gorgon character who has sunglasses to, to control her petrification. Oh shit. No, I just realized something. I did this. Did you? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I in our uh, our webcomic. I okay. So here's something I've never mentioned on the podcast before. I am a writer for a webcomic on webtoons called City of Trees. It's an urban fantasy webcomic. So there's a bunch of like fantasy mythological characters running around. It's great. It's super queer. If you're into that, you should check it out. Anyway, there is one sequence where the character is being teased by his friend for his recent romantic failings. And we mention a Gorgon character he almost hooked up with, but her snakes didn't like him. (laughs) And in the panel, she is wearing a pair of just glasses 
to imply that that is how she's not turning him to stone. Yeah. So I mean, I'm like, I, I do. I mean, the movie also did that, mm-hmm. but I do like that plot device a lot. Cause I think it's really cool. Well, yeah, it's they do it in the Percy Jackson series. Yeah. yeah. Rather than her, like in the, cause in the book, she's wearing like a whole ass fucking burka. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then in the movies, it's just a sunglasses and like a turban. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little bit more low key. Yeah, um, yeah. So I like the sunglasses thing because it's, it's but it's very different than the Greek mythology one where it's just like if anybody looks upon you, they'll be turned to stone. Yeah. like that's why Perseus held up the shield so we couldn't see her at all. It wasn't just looking at her eyes on that; yeah. it was a whole thing. So the burka would have been more accurate to the Greek mythology, which is probably what it was. Face. Yeah, you know? and then yeah, in Smite, she's got a mask because mm-hmm. like it covers her whole ass face, and when she removes it, but you can still see her eyes. So it's not the eyes; yeah. it's looking upon the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. and her face is. Pretty fucking crazy. It's really cool looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's another way of Medusa. And you were saying Discworld. Discworld, yeah, which I don't know a lot about, but that's just another place where it was used. The, the sunglasses. sunglasses specifically. I just thought it was like an interesting trope where it's like it's the eyes specifically, which is just a different way of like tweaking the myth to suit whatever. Like, if you want to have a Gorgon character, but if anybody who sees them is going to like be turned to stone, that'd be really hard to have them interact with everybody. So maybe you narrow it down and make yeah. it a little basilisky. Yeah, it's looking in the eyes. And so one more modern retelling of Medusa that I want to touch on is actually from the Charmed reboot, an episode called Switches and Stones. So in the Charmed reboot, this particular version of Medusa focuses a lot on her identity. Her identity is a weird way. The version of the character that is a sexual assault survivor. Yep. In this episode, college students are being petrified they're being turned to stone and nobody's sure why and it's really weird so the charmed i don't know if they're sisters in the reboot i can't really see but the the, the charmed seen the, original, the, so. the, the three charmed witches they roll up to try to solve what the hell is going on and they discover that this one girl who's in a sorority was being slut shamed by one of these fraternity bros Oof. and had her like illicit pictures like spread on the internet and she asked him to please take him down and he wouldn't and it was just awful. That's a federal was, crime. You can go yeah. to court for that. Yep, yep. It's a fucking terrible... Revenge porn is a fucking terrible thing to do. Yes. So... Which is why she, it's a federal crime. About damn time. So she summons Medusa to try to get help. But I, again, I don't know if she does this on purpose or not. Long story short, we essentially realize that obviously it's Medusa is the one who's attacking these folks, but the only people who are petrified are the ones that look away from her. They're not the ones that look at her because what we discover about the lore is that Poseidon assaulted Medusa in Athena's temple and Athena cursed Medusa to cover up for Poseidon's crimes. So her pain was not acknowledged. What she suffered through was not being acknowledged. It was being denied. So those who look away from her, those don't who don't look at her and acknowledge her, what she has suffered through, they're the ones who who are cursed essentially. Or turned so, to stone. Yeah. So the the main the heroes are able to acknowledge her and and like uh, address that, and in turn, the those who have been like turned to stone and cursed, they're free, they're fine, and she kind of just disappears. So it's interesting because they don't kill her. They don't behead her. They acknowledge what she has gone through. Yes. And that's a lot. But yeah, I think that's, that I would say is like one of the reasons why we see Medusa being used in so many different ways, because there are a lot of different layers to her story that you can get into. Yeah. 
Like her. every every time you see her, she's different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there there's a lot like there. We talked earlier about like how like Athena kind of sucks. Yeah, like you mentioned, like I think as I talked about before, like when Hera goes after the the mortal women that Zeus has had affairs with, it's because she cannot go after Zeus, Zeus. who's actually causing her pain. So this is what she does to try to get back at him. Like Athena, as you said, it's like very she, poor coping method. Co- poor coping method. Uh, Athena cannot do anything to Poseidon. Like, yeah, she can't. So what if another way of uh, like interpreting the myth is that when she curses Medusa, she's actually giving her the tools to protect herself. No one can harm her again. No man can touch her again. Like literally, yeah, is from anybody else. He'd be like, oh, what a terrible curse. She's been turning into this horrible monster. Yeah. It's like, but she's been actually given. And I I think this is a, not a new idea that I came up with myself. This is something that I, I know other people have thought of and probably has been like the subject of like other stories and plots that I didn't find my research, but it it is very interesting because that's, I think that really highlights the, the fact that these myths exist to be interpreted in, in different ways. And I, I, I sometimes I do wonder we have, I want to talk about like Rick Riordan and Percy Jackson and Medusa in this one, because I think of all the Medusa versions we've talked about, that one is surprisingly the most like simple and basic. Yes. And it almost feels like a tad bit wasted. I mean... For how much there is to that character's potential. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the books, every book is like a different story from uh, Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the second one's pretty obvious. It's, it's the an Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fourth one's of Theseus and the, la- and the Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Except the Minotaur's not there because he's still mm-hmm. dead. Dead, yeah. Uh, Thank God. I know, right? That would have been a fucking rough for Percy and Annabeth to go through <laughs> that. Here it is again. And I mean, the last Olympians, the Titan War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Titan's mm-hmm. curse is, well, it's Atlas, and mm-hmm. exactly. there's probably more nuance to it. But I like, get into it when we actually yeah when we but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It just and I feel like the lightning thief with him was him testing the waters and just kind of throwing shit in there. Because you know? I would think we talked about there's a lot of spaghetti. There's a lot of fucking shit going on. It's mm-hmm. like there's nothing specific pinned down. And like, yeah, that's how a lot of the books are. There's a lot of like thrown in there. But Percy is like really big names from the Greek mythologies. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, also yeah, here's, here's kind of some that you probably never heard about. Like the, which like, like it's fun. Like Krusty Man. Yeah, Krusty Man and the Lotus Hotel didn't really hear much about that before then. Mm-hmm. I know the Lotus Eaters are a thing. And then there's like also Medusa and Echidna mm-hmm. and, and, and the Minotaur and the Minotaur. Hades and Ares. Yeah, just showing up. These are all big names and with like a bunch of little names thrown in there. And it's all kind of definitely, it definitely has a testing the waters type feel. Mm-hmm. And then Sea of Monsters is him still testing the waters, but the little kind exploring a little more. Yeah. And just kind of like, what if Percy was Odysseus? <laughs> yeah. And like, that's fun. Mm-hmm. And if you, like I said in the episode, if you're going to do, if you're like, you're writing about Greek stuff and get Greek and dads and your character's name is Percy. He's named after Perseus. This is intentional. Obviously you're going to have Medusa there. Yeah. I guess like, the tricky thing is like, well, Medusa's whole thing is like, she was raped by Poseidon and cursed by Athena. And your two lead heroes are the children of Athena and Poseidon. So like, and this is a kid's book. This is a kid's book. All right. There are, so, like, how do you tackle that kind of nuance? And I, I would wonder if, like, they if dated and Athena was a jealous Athena, bitch. And it was angry about it because they hooked up in her temple and, oh, how dare they? Yeah. It's like, and it's justified. Everyone, she's just a monster now. And, 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 and later I guess we find all, out Athena's kind of a bitch. They're all kind of a bitch. 
bitch. True. Every fucking one of them. Every one of them. Every guy. Except for Hestia. Hestia is very Except cool. Except for Hestia. We'll get to her later. We'll get to her later. But I, I would be interested to know if if he were to tackle, if we, if, let's say he didn't do Medusa then, but did it in like a later book, like did it in like the Heroes of Olympus series when there are clearly like a little bit more mature themes going on, a little bit more nuanced. We have like Annabeth assessing like like the the duel with Arachne, like I mentioned earlier. Like I mean, the the two Gorgon sisters do show up at the start of Son of Neptune. They do, yeah, yeah. So and they're we, like, yeah, we smell Medusa on you, and so like, like, they, like six years, whoa, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like it's super faint, but it's there. All right, fucker. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but as I was saying, like that that was where. Like a th- uh, Annabeth starts to think, like maybe my mom isn't so great. Like, what if Arachne was <laughs> better not- than her and she cursed her? Like, what if she was a better weaver and she cursed her? She was just angry and jealous. Yeah, like and exactly. So, like, like we have seen a more nuanced portrayal of like what had happened to Medusa. I personally think we would have because mm-hmm. the Heroes of Olympus, that whole series is just a little darker mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yeah. And we can even go even further, and like I mean, you probably read. I, I haven't read the King Chronicles, but I did read with, King Chronicles very yeah, good. I believe it. I need to get around to it. But the Magnus Chase books—that's also kind of a little darker. But Magnus just straight up dies. Yeah, Magnus dies in the first fucking book, I, and then I, everyone's like, he shouldn't fucking be here. Yeah, and I, I think like Rick Riordan is like also becomes like over time more. We are not trusting, like, knowledgeable of, like, his readers and their own maturity, even though he's still writing for, like, the middle grade books. Yeah. Well, like, he, he understands that the people who's reading his books now are the people who read his books back in fucking 2005 when yeah. they first were getting released. Mean, yeah, but he's, but I mean, he's still, like, the, the books are still there for, like, that sixth grader who just picked them up. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Still there, and I think he's also, like, because we have, like, queer characters and, like, trans characters and, like, they're, and he's a lot more, like, these are subject matters that exist for my readers and I want them to feel seen and feel visible. If, even if sometimes these topics are uncomfortable, even if, like, homelessness is uncomfortable, even if parents not accepting your identity is uncomfortable to yeah. read about, they're real things that I want to write these about. So I, I would wonder if, like, maybe Medusa would have been true. And I have to say he did a bad job. I would just say, like, feels basic. Yes. Feels basic. And again, it was his very first book. Yeah, he probably so had planned book. for more. Wonderful book. It was his first book. I didn't say it's bad. And it's just interesting. Especially when we just talked about like the way Medusa is in Smite, how like she was a, a priestess who like betrayed her oath and yeah. is now angry and enraged about that and like wants to destroy and everything and like how she, people who are hurt hurt people hurt people and how they will lash yeah. out sometimes. Like there's a lot there. there. There's a lot going on. And I do believe that. And I believe I've seen a couple of tweets of him himself admitting that, like, yeah, there's a lot of things he would change about his first books. I think every writer creative yes. feels that way. I certainly feel that way about our very first episode of yeah, the exactly. Dead Times. We're on like episode nine, yeah. and I'm looking back on it. I'm yeah, like, exactly. No, we and so, if I could just go back and take a crack at the fates one more time. Yeah, maybe if he like waited, even honestly, even if Medusa showed up in the labyrinth, Ooh, I think labyrinth. it could have been a little, like, probably a little better it had a little handled. More nuance, yeah, because at that point he was exploring more and more. Different topics, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we, I think when we talk about, we like Antiums is kind of pointless. Yeah, <laughs> like we just skip the book past that. Yeah, and I'm, I think they even show up at Antiums in the labyrinth. Like one of the exits that they kind of take for like a brief period of time was fucking Antiums. Fascinating. Wow. I don't remember. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that eventually. Yeah. Although here's the but thing, they, I, they do come back to Antiums eventually. Yeah. That's what I know. Here, okay, here is here's one thing. Like, I'm glad that they did it in their first book because Sally Jackson does use the head of Medusa to kill her abusive, which is of a husband, again, which Sally's is a badass. Sally's literally a goddamn goddess. She's fucking so great. She's great, and I 
yeah, as actually, you know, all things considered, we still get that Sally Jackson moment, and I'm fine with Medusa not getting more nuance because of that. Okay, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Oh, hold on. I have one thing I want to talk about regarding Medusa and like different retellings. It's in my notes. I forgot about it. There is a song on YouTube by Whitney Avalon with an animated music video uh, by the the artist Only Light. It's called Plaything of the Gods, and it is a song from Medusa. It's oh. her singing about how like she doesn't have control over her own fate, how she used to like have red hair or something she was just thinking about what she used to be and now like because of the gods she's this now she yeah. really had no control over that and how like oh her sisters are immortal but she's not so her story will only end one way eventually a hero is going to come and kill her and she has no say in the matter and i was like watching this video listening to the song i'm like god damn percy could relate like yeah. this, <laughs> this song like, definitely got passed fuck the gods this song, <laughs> this song got like passed around on like celestial bronze cell phones at camp <laughs> like every this is like the this is like the playlist um, yeah, a bunch, there's a bunch of like TikTok videos of demigods like doing this song now. Yeah, fucking <laughs> Chiron's like, please stop it. But yeah, that's really good. I highly recommend that because it's a really pretty video and it's a really neat song. And nice. I would definitely like watch a Wicked style musical of Medusa just doing cool shit. Yep. That's Medusa. That's, that's Medusa, Medusa, guys. Yeah, I think I think she's really cool. I'm excited we got to talk about her because I, she's like the first one that has had a lot of like really interesting different facets of her character yeah, and the way she's like, used she as i've said as i said she every time you see her she's a different character yeah, she she's got different. the same base but she is a new character and so yeah and i think this it's because there's a lot of like space in her backstory to like to just pull fill from in. and like what are we doing and how are we doing this was she born a gorgon and, yeah i like it a lot I, I think, think I think she's cool i think she's cool and I, I i think medusa really highlights the ways in which we are empowered as like storytellers for now to look at the stuff that was left behind us from the past storytellers and, and say, what if we change is it? it and yeah, just like, like feel it. Yeah. You like know, how can we out. grow this? Like, what is it saying and what do we want to do and how, what, what story do I want to tell? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool. And that's, that's our episode. That's our episode on Medusa guys. Yeah, once again, I want to thank our new camp counselor, Kelsey for, for joining the podcast at Poseidon crew. Yeah. Thank you so much. That is yeah, incredible. Yeah, if anyone else wants to hop on that that pan wagon and listen to our bonus episodes, we've got a lot about satyrs, about celestial bronze. We're about uh, to record an episode where I'm going to read DJ's tarot cards. Oh yeah, that's never a read thing. anybody's tarot before. Yeah, that, I've never had my tarot read before. So yeah, you know, episode, based on the episode the release date, that episode will actually be available for you to listen to right now. If that interests you, go ahead and jump on over to our Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash/podcastupside. Yeah. We'd love to see you there. Yeah. And if you don't really have the funds to donate, we totally understand. Everything's tight right now. Like, we get it. You can come hang out with us on our social media. Yes. Uh, comment on our Instagram. We post stuff, reels and weird things. Have a good time. DJ's on our Twitter. I try. I'm on Facebook. We we have fun. It's, uh, all of that is just podcast of Poseidon. That's, you know, P-O-S-E-I-D-O-N. If you're looking at it on your podcatcher, check it out. Yep. So... Thank you again for joining us. I had a wonderful time talking with Medusa. It was really fun. I had a good time. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us. And until next time, don't be like Zeus. Don't be like Zeus. Podcast of Poseidon is created, produced, and hosted by Darian and DJ Smart. It's edited by Darian Smart. Our music is Athens Festival by Martin Hain. Our cover art is by Audrey Miller. Find her on Instagram at bombshellnutshellart. Coming out with us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast of Poseidon. Find all of our episodes and episode transcripts at podcastofposeidon.com. Thanks for listening.